I'm Rich Lewis. Welcome to Above and Beyond. And I'm Pam Barrent Lewis. For many years, Rich and I have surrounded ourselves with people who have inspired, mentored, influenced, taught, informed, and in a great many ways, gifted a part of themselves to us. In fact, we attribute much of our success in life, business, and love to these gifts. Now it's your turn to receive these gifts from those who have been such an impactful part of our lives. These are life stories for you from those who live it above and beyond. This is episode one of Above and Beyond. We're going to introduce ourselves and what led us to where we are today. We believe that everything is about a relationship. So before we begin this relationship of Above and Beyond, we want you to know who we are. I was born and raised here in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. I was born at the Air Force Academy. I was born in Pueblo, Colorado, and I grew up in the hills of Beulah, Rye, and Westcliff, the mountains just outside of Pueblo. So Pam and I were joking a little bit. I had kind of the leave it to beaver childhood. <laughs> and mine was a little more Mayberry, maybe. I was barefoot running around, riding bucking barrels and playing with cars and uh, in the dirt. Yep. It was fun. And, you know, I had parents who chose to have children late in life. My mom was 43 when I was born. And my mom was barely 19 when I was born. So, yeah, exact opposites. So one thing that we both decided to do once we graduated from high school was to go to college. I wanted to be a doctor, so I got an Army ROTC scholarship, and I went to the University of Colorado to study chemical engineering. And I just wanted to get out of my parents' house. So, <laughs> so I went to a notoriously party school in Colorado called Western State. It's now, uh, it's changed its name to something else, but used to be Western State. Yeah. So halfway through my time in college, I decided I didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, I wanted to join the Army. So uh, my focus for the last couple of years of college was preparing to go into the military and then uh, going into the Army once I graduated. And, you know, I was still figuring stuff out. I was waiting tables, delivering pizzas, having a great having a great life, uh, but realizing that there was definitely something missing. So when I graduated from college, uh, like I said, I went into the Army, and my first duty assignment was in this beautiful little town of Wertheim, Germany. Uh, I was assigned to 427 Field Artillery. It was an MLRS unit, and almost immediately upon arrival there, we were deployed down to Saudi Arabia for Desert Shield and Desert Storm. You know, and this it just makes me think of what I was probably doing. I was in college, probably drinking beer, going to parties, and here you were going above and beyond for, for the country, for me to be able to do that. That's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so over the years in my service, so I started out there in Germany and then was assigned back home to my home uh, town of Colorado Springs. As I was going through my life, I had several people that entered into my life that modeled and taught me uh, what it was to go above and beyond. And really, you know, I found that there was a lot of joy uh, when I was in a position where I was serving people and helping people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I, you know, I think back, I'm going to go back a little bit to when we lived with my grandparents when I was quite young and just the above and beyond things that they did for my mother and for her three children. They took us all in and and fed us and and taught us a, a lot of great ways to be, to live with the land. They had a huge garden, lots of flowers, and it was quite an inspiration. And I think that's where my inspiration to want to travel and want to be more connected uh, came from originally. Yeah. So what did you do uh, for work when you uh, left college and and uh, started the, your working life? You know, I waited tables most of the time. I, uh, I worked at a little uh, restaurant on the river in Pueblo for 11 years off and on, and, and it was fantastic. But I had a very wise boyfriend at the time who said, Pam, you know, if you want to travel the world like you keep saying that you do, you're going to probably need to figure out something else that's going to uh, make a little bit more money because I know you got big dreams. And he was right. And uh, at that time, I decided to get an insurance license, and this was the late 90s. And uh, I didn't find Medicare until about 2008, but I, you know, ambled around through other companies like MetLife and some things like that before before I found Medicare, which was has really been the catalyst for my above and beyond. And, you know, what happened with me around the same time that Pam was making that transition was that I was starting to make a transition in my career in the military. Uh, my parents were, were getting quite a bit older and they were needing more and more help. So I decided that it was time for me to retire from the military and stay here in Colorado Springs so I could help my parents as they were transitioning. And that's when I got introduced to this crazy thing called Medicare. Because one day my dad called me and said, Rich, I don't feel well. Can you take me into the hospital? So I took him into the emergency room. And there was a nurse there that asked for my dad's insurance information. And it was kind of funny to my brother and I because it almost was like my dad was playing poker because he started laying out all these cards. <laughs> he had his military ID, his Medicare card, a Medicare supplement card. I'm sure he had probably a couple other cards that he handed to the nurse. And she looked at everything and she said, all right, Lee, everything is taken care of because you have what is called TRICARE for life. You have Medicare and TRICARE. And she explained to him between those two, everything is covered. And uh, she asked my dad then, why do you have this Medicare supplement? And my dad explained to her that he had that to pay for things that Medicare didn't cover. And the nurse shook her head and said, you know, Lee, uh, about 12 years ago, the law changed and you no longer need this Medicare supplement. In fact, this Medicare supplement isn't paying for anything. And I saw the look on my dad's face go from pain to anger. And my brother and I were, of course, kind of shocked and worried and said, Dad, what's the matter? And my dad explained to us that over the past 12 years, they've been paying about $400 a month for something that isn't paying for anything. So my dad, being a sharp uh, mathematician that he was, you know, realized that it was well over $40,000 that he and my mom had spent on something that was not paying for anything. It shocked my brother and I because my dad was a research developer, very sharp, very on top of things. My mom was a banker, same way, very on top of all the finances. But this thing called Medicare got confusing. Uh, so this was in 2012, but it laid uh, a foundation or planted a seed in my mind for what was to come 
uh, unbeknownst to me. Yeah, because I can remember Rich saying, well, where were you <laughs> to help my dad? And I, you know, I just said, maybe that's something that, that you should help do. There's a lot of need for that. I, I ran across people in that same situation a few times, and and there is a lot of it. So that's that's how you started with Medicare Mentors was right about then, right? It really is. You know, before that, before I met Pam in 2016, I had retired from the military and I was working as a government contractor. But I felt like there was something missing in my life, that I didn't have that same type of relationship that I had with the soldiers that I was uh, leading, serving with, uh, following. I didn't have that same level of impact in people's lives. And and that was a gap in my life. I met Pam in 2016. She explained to me uh, what she did as far as Medicare, and we had that conversation about my parents. But more than anything, she modeled to me what it was to really be in a relationship with her clients and take care of them. I got to see her answering questions on the phone, going and visiting clients, calling them on their birthday, wishing them a happy birthday. I got to see the joy of her clients when we would run into each other, when she would run into them in the King Supers, and they were so excited to see Pam. I saw something that I realized I was missing and that I wanted. So we talked about it a lot, and we decided that it would be smart for me to get my health insurance license and that for us to partner, not only in love, but in business mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and start this uh, wonderful thing called Medicare Mentors. Yeah, and I think together we did that for less than a year before we realized, oh my gosh, there's a huge need. We need to, we need to ramp this up and start building a team of people because rumor has it, Medicare is confusing <laughs> and there are a lot of people who need help and it really does feel so good to actually help people and to to coddle them in a way that they don't have to call 1-800 numbers or and that they really do feel cared for and that somebody else is on their team. Right. And we we didn't want just any team. We wanted a team of people who had a heart for others. Mm -hmm. We knew that we could teach people, train people how to educate on Medicare, how to help people with enrollment, all of that. But it's it's not possible to teach somebody to have a heart. And so we really looked for people who shared our passion to serve people in a way that is above and beyond what is just the normal. So our team started to come together with uh, former military or retired military people that wanted to join us because mm -hmm. they saw what we were doing in the veteran community. Uh, friends of ours who who saw the difference that we were making in people's lives. So it really grew organically as people saw what we did and wanted to join our team. I didn't know you liked organics. <laughs> <laughs> you have introduced me to organics and now I love them. So, so the team grew, but again, you know, the level of service that we wanted to provide to people takes a lot of time and it, it became uh, evident to both of us that unless something changed, we would not be able to continue to grow because once you have so many people that you're serving, as an individual, you can only do so much. Right. And I would say that even before I met you in the insurance business, I had gotten to a point where the clients that I already had, taking care of the clients that I already had, uh, was a lot. And it was hard to add new clients uh, 
to my book of business because because I was really taking care of the clients that I had. And I used to lay awake at night and I would dream and pray and wish and hope for somebody who would help me to take care of the clients that I had. And lo and behold, here a couple years after we started our business, we heard about uh, an FMO called Spark. And they are now business associates of ours. They're our back office concierge team, and they help us to take care of our clients. So uh, it's been a, a dream come true for me, literally. Yeah, and what they do for us is they extend the level of service that we can provide. So. A great example is that Pam and I just got back from a uh, five-week trip to Europe uh, where we were traveling around, uh, somewhat going down memory lane, visiting places yeah, in Yeah, we got in to Germany. go to Wertheim, that place that you mentioned. It yep. was lovely. And uh, But while we were traveling, of course, we weren't always, we weren't on the same time zone. Uh, so we had clients who had needs. Uh, we left our voicemail letting them know that we were out of the country and they could call our concierge service at Spark and that they could have their issues resolved while we're traveling. And it was fantastic. I would wake up in the morning, open up my email, and I could see that I had clients that called into Spark and the fact that our Spark navigators helped them resolve their issues or answer their questions all while we were traveling and enjoying our time uh, in Europe. That would not have been possible if we didn't have that back office support mm -hmm, that we have mm -hmm. from Spark. Right. And we don't go on vacation like a lot of people do. We still work while we're there. So a lot of people go, oh, my gosh, how can you be gone for that long? But that's that's how Spark helps us to be able to do that. And we still uh, talk to our clients wherever we are as well. So when Pam and I decided to start up this thing called Medicare Mentors, we realized that in order to really connect with the community that we wanted to serve, we wanted to find partners in the community that shared our passion uh, for serving and going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And the very first partner that we found in the community was this organization called Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got introduced to this young man named Nick Pallarino, uh, who is the director of operations here, and he introduced us to this uh, a little bit older but still young man, <laughs> uh, Bob McLaughlin. And, uh, and as they say, the rest is history. So Mount Carmel was just starting up. We were just starting up, and we really joined hand-in-hand hand to try and reach the veteran community. And for us, we were trying to educate and serve the veteran community that were Medicare-eligible. Uh, and Mount Carmel was, was reaching out, doing education assistance, transition assistance, all kinds of other uh, services. But we really found that there was a lot of synergy and uh, power in us being able to work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it's that pay it forward kind of thing. We give to other agencies and other, other organizations that also give, and very much above and beyond. There are so many stories that are going to come out of Mount Carmel that you'll be hearing uh, coming up in this, this very podcast. So through this partnership and partnership with other organizations, we really felt like it was important for everyone to hear stories of individuals in the community and organizations in the community that are going above and beyond. Uh, number one, so that you're aware of what people are doing and you can connect with them if you have that need. But number two, and I think most important, to inspire. Uh, mm -hmm. Because 
what we all need is inspiration to do a little bit more for our fellow man, uh, to serve and make this uh, your neighborhood, your city, uh, your state, your country better. And it's all about us stepping up and, and going above and beyond. So we are excited to bring in individuals, have them be able to share their story of going above and beyond so that you are uplifted and inspired to go above and beyond yourself. So we really appreciate the time that we've been privileged to have with you and to share a little bit of our story. And we are looking forward to sharing even more stories going forward. And thank all of you for joining us for Above and Beyond, presented by Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, and produced in the Optum Podcast Studio here in lovely Colorado Springs, Colorado. Download and listen free at any time at livingaboveandbeyond.com or subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps.